for you today. I want to give you hope. Now, you'll notice, uh, for those of you that went to live stream, uh, you'll notice that <clears throat> the name of tonight, today's sermon is Casual Christianity. And, and I know that that... Uh, immediately brings up some negative connotations. And, and that's the last thing that I want to do because today I want to give you some incredible hope. And if for those of you that are wondering what casual Christianity is, I remember as a youth pastor, I would sing a song and we would all sing this song. I don't want to be, I don't want to be a casual Christian. I don't want to live a lukewarm life. I just want to light up the night. With the everlasting life, I don't want to be a casual Christian. What exactly does that mean? In a survey, pollster George Barna, who is the uh, basically the Gallup pollster of Christian Christians and Christianity, all the way from churches like our own to churches that are a little bit different, but he. <clears throat> He surveys Christians, and in a survey, pollster George Barner reported that two out of every three Americans refer to themselves as casual Christians. It's an interesting term. But what exactly does it mean? Uh, Jetson Franklin, in a devotion, said this, in essence, casual Christianity means this, uncommitted, hit and miss, when I feel like it. In other words, there are people that say, listen, I don't want to take my Christianity so serious that it might offend someone. I don't want to take my Christianity so serious that it might scare someone actually away from Christianity. We want them to come. But today I want you to know that casual Christianity is not defined in the Word of God. Casual Christianity is not something that's even a possibility in our lives. And today I want you to engage. So everybody, I want you to get ready. Ready to, ready to hit the like button or the heart button when I when I say this. Today, if you believe that, that your Christianity is anything but casual, today your Christianity is on fire. Today your Christian walk is healthy. Your relationship with Jesus Christ is vibrant. I want you to hit the like button. I want you to hit the heart button because we want the world around us to know that our, our Christianity is anything but casual at Lakeshore Church. Now, some might pass and see an empty parking lot. Every now and then when Ryan goes to the side camera, you'll notice that the chairs are empty. And you might think, well, man, that, that sure looks like it's casual Christianity. No, listen, what I want you to know is this. I want you to know that our Christianity is a wise Christianity. It's a smart Christianity. National headlines were made when 16 people came down with the COVID virus on, on the Marlins professional sports team. There was an entire cruise ship sailing out of Alaska that came back to port because of one coronavirus-related incident. One person I want you to know that the reason that we made this decision, and I feel like it was the right decision to make, was because we counted them up this week. Over 40 people in the last three weeks have tested positive uh, for COVID-19 here at Lakeshore Church. 
So we felt like it was the wise thing to do. And I'll tell you, a lot of people have had opportunities to heal up, to strengthen up. We still have people that we're praying for. I need every prayer warrior right now to pray for those that are still affected by this, that are <clears throat> still struggling. We have one individual that's in the hospital. We need to pray that Jesus Christ will touch her and strengthen her, someone that we love, someone that, that I know knows the healing power of Jesus Christ. So as I'm worshiping God, as I'm praising God, I had a particular scriptures that I want wanted to go to, but today we're going to do something a little bit different because I felt like God placed it on my heart to share this with you. I want you to turn with me to an Old, <coughs> to an old Testament. Some of you are saying, Pastor Brian, you still sound like you're coughing. I am. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a while, but I promise you that it's going to get better as we go. I want you to go with me to Numbers chapter 2. Heavenly Father, my prayer is that today, the, the people that are watching, the 30-some-odd people right now watching on, on live stream, the, the, the over-50-something uh, people that are watching via Facebook, Lord, my prayer is that today, that they would grab a hold of, Father, what you desire of us as Christians as we go through and navigate through this crazy year. So many things that are still going on, so much where people are just frustrated, filled with anxiety. Some of us, we, we've addressed the being filled with fear. Today, Lord God, our Christianity is anything but casual. And Lord, we don't want to miss anything that you have for us in Jesus' name. So why is this so important? Because casual Christians miss out on the best parts of who Jesus is and what he's done they're easily, they easily lose sight of who they are in the midst of the fire. They, they lose sight of who Jesus is in the midst of their own struggle, in the midst of their own frustration. And today, I want you to know that the world around us needs Christians who know who they are in Christ, who know who Christ is in them, and are living powerful lives that are different than the world around us. You say, well, Pastor Brian, what does this Old Testament scripture have to do with it? Listen to, to what this says. Oh, my goodness, I think I put in Numbers 2. I, I may have given you the wrong scripture, Victor. Let's see what happens when, uh, let's see, I very well may have. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, Pastor Vic, pa uh, Rick. Go and look on Amanda's computer right now. Pastor Vic, go look on Amanda's computer. Tell me what scripture is on there. I need you to hear this, and I don't want to mess this up. How many of you know and can say and agree with me that the enemy is a liar in Jesus' name? <laughs> Jennifer just agreed with me. Praise God. I need you to hear this scripture because here's the thing. There are a lot of times in the Old Testament where scripture is, is given, and there are people in the New Testament, Jesus included. Ha, Numbers 21.9. I need you to go with me to Numbers chapter 21, actually starting in verse 6, Victor. Numbers 21. Starting in verse 6, it says this. 
So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and many of the people of Israel died. This is God's chosen people. These are the ones that, that God took out of slavery. These are the ones that they, they, he provided for while they were in the wilderness. And here it says, therefore, the people came to Moses, God's representative, and he said, they said, we have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Noticed here that there was repentance that came as, as these fiery serpents began to bite and actually kill children of Israel. We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And so Moses prayed for the people. And when the Lord, <clears throat> then the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent, set it on a pole, and it should be that anyone who is bitten when he looks at it shall live. Now notice that it doesn't say that it will save them from being bitten. It doesn't say that it will keep the snakes from biting his people. It says those that have been bitten will be able to look upon this fiery serpent and in that moment they will be healed. And so Moses made a bronze serpent. He put it on a pole, and so it was. If a serpent had bitten anyone, notice that the serpents were still biting people. If the serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. I know that if, you, if, if, if you're anything like me and you feel as though you're just coming out of this and this has been a crazy time for you, you feel as though you've been bitten. I know one thing. I certainly feel that way. I feel as though I was bitten. I feel as though I was, I was stricken. And here's the thing that I want you to know through all of it. I want you to know that Jesus actually mentions this scripture. Remember when I told you a few minutes ago that if you are living a casual Christian life, there are times when you are going to be bitten. There are times that this world is going to bite you. Some of you maybe haven't gone through COVID-19, but maybe you're feeling the pressure because you know what? You you aren't able to afford the things that you were once able to afford, or maybe because your, your job is threatened, maybe as you watch watch the news and you see all of the chaos and the frustration and you're watching the political arena and, and it grips you, let me just tell you that the enemy has a way of distracting. The enemy has a way of taking those who are casual Christians and easily taking their mind off of the things of Christ. And so I want you to go with me now to where Jesus actually talked about this very scripture. And it's found in John chapter 3, and he's speaking to a man called Nicodemus, and he's telling him of what Jesus came to do, but he didn't come to do these things for those who are casual Christians. He came to do these things for those who would fall in love with Jesus, who would believe that he is the only begotten son, for those who would confess him as their Lord and Savior. He says this, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, I love how Jesus uses this. He says that whoever believes in that's I'm sorry, I went and messed that up. Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Even so must the Son of Man 
be lifted up. Jesus Christ compared himself to the bronze serpent that Moses lifted up. And as people were bitten, they could look on that serpent and immediately there was healing. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The greatest bite, the greatest sting is not COVID-19 and it's not, it's not what's going on in the world around us. It's not what we see in the news. It's not what's going to happen in November with the elections. The greatest bite, the greatest venom that runs through the veins, that courses through the veins of every living human being is the effects of sin. You see, what we're seeing is just the effects of sin. COVID-19 is a virus. A virus is here because sin entered into the world. There's division among us. There's fighting. There's wars. There's rumors of wars. There was a a 5.1 magnitude earthquake that hit in North Carolina today. And things are going crazy, and we see all of these things are a result of the true bite, and the true bite is the bite of sin. And if we don't address sin in our lives, and all we do is say, Lord, we believe in Jesus Christ, and when people ask us whether or not we're a Christian, we say, yes, that is a casual Christian life. And all we do when we have casual Christian lives is we, we begin to lose sight of the power and the strength of what happened when Jesus was lifted up on the pole that whosoever would look to him, whosoever would believe in him, would not perish but have everlasting life. I know how hard it is, and I know how many of you are struggling with the illness, the sickness, the tiredness, the fatigue, the hurting in your lungs. I know all of those things because I experienced those things, but I want you to know that, that because I am not a casual Christian, I looked to Jesus in the midst of those times. Not once did I lose my faith in Christ. Not once did I think that God didn't know what I was going through. Not once did I say, Lord, do you even know that I'm struggling? God knows everything, and he used uses everything for our benefit when our Christianity isn't casual, but it is faith-filled, power-filled, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit that he imparted into all of us. He goes on to say this in verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to be lifted on that pole, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that he would through him, but that the world through him might be saved. I'm believing that for you if you're struggling right now and you're hurting right now and you're, it's hard for you to see or think of anything positive. My prayer is that this morning you would look to the one who was raised on the pole, that you would call out on Jesus, that when you're watching the news or when you're hearing these things and fear or anxiety comes in, I'm not telling you not to be careful. I'm not trying to tell you not to adjust your lifestyle, but what I am telling you is that Jesus is the answer the one who was lifted up on that pole. Jesus used that illustration himself. Though we are bit by by sin and the consequences of sin, and we will until the day that we are walking streets of gold, 
that you would look to the one who was lifted up on the pole because through him, in him, is the answers to life, is the healing to your, your hurt, is the provisions that you need. It's the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Paul talks about our Christianity and how there's no place for casual Christians in Romans chapter 5. I want you to read this with me. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. And I may stop at some point, and some of you are going to recognize some of these scriptures. I can't get away from this because I love how Paul said, I, when I preached to you, I didn't come and bring you persuasive words of men's wisdom, but, but I came to you in the power of God, that your faith wouldn't be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Today, my prayer is that your faith wouldn't be in the wisdom that Brian Belak brings, but that your faith would be in the power of God, that if you you're sick today, look on him on the pole. If you're struggling in relationships today, look at him on the pole. That if you're struggling in finances, if you have doubt in your heart, I want you today to look at him on the pole and remember that he died for you. He died for your illnesses and your sicknesses and your pain. He died for your forgiveness, the forgiveness of sins, the washing of your sin. He died for you and so that you can have a right relationship relationship with your spouse and with your children. Today, my prayer is that you would look to him on the pole for all of your needs. Paul said this in verse, in verse 1 of chapter 5, therefore, having been justified by faith, he said, if you, Jesus said, if you believe, God so loved the world that whosoever would believe in the one lifted on the pole, that's faith would not perish but have everlasting life. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope and the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation. You've heard me say this. We glory in tribulations. Why? Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope. Basically, our tribulations are what helps those who aren't casual Christians to look at the one who was put on the pole. And the moment that we do, life changes. Our perspective changes. Our faith grows. Our hope is placed in Jesus Christ. He says, now hope doesn't disappoint because the love of God has been poured out on our hearts by the Holy Spirit who, has, who was given to us. We experience the love of Christ poured out on our lives when we look to him on the pole. Some of you would say, Pastor Brian, that's a, I, I get what you're saying, but I don't want to think of Jesus Christ on the cross because he's not on the cross any longer, and you are correct. But before he could get to the place where he was raised from the grave, giving us the hope of eternal life, he had to be placed on the pole for everyone to see. It says this in verse 6. For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ 
died for the ungodly. This is what I want you to hear, and this is what I want you to know as we look to the pole and Jesus who was on that pole. We understand that God demonstrated his own love towards us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When we see sinners on television and when we see things posted on Facebook that just disgust us and make us angry, and we just don't understand what people are thinking and why things are allowed to be done that should never be allowed to be done. I want you to know that that this is what Paul said. Christ died for the ungodly. When we look to the cross and we pray that others would look with us, we pray for those who are, who are confused, who are angry, who are doing things that they shouldn't, who are saying things that they shouldn't, those who are coming against Christians, those who are coming against our form of Christianity because they're casual Christians. Casual Christians usually judge people like us and maybe feel as though we're, we're too radical with our Christianity or maybe maybe we're just a little, we go a little bit overboard, right? Here's the thing, I can't help but go overboard because he's the one that I look to for my healing. He's the one that I look to for forgiveness. He's the one that I look to to restore a right relationship with myself and God the Father. He's the one that I look to to know that in the midst of all the trials and all of the fiery snake thing, the things that are just snake bitten us, I can look to the one who was placed on the pole and then find forgiveness. I'll just be honest with you, I went through COVID-19 and I feel as though that it was a snake bite. But in the middle of it, no matter how bad it was, no matter how much I hurt, I still looked to the one who was on the pole. It was at that moment, somewhere around Wednesday, two weeks ago, when I said enough is enough, and I, and I asked a lot of people, I said, give me your favorite scripture that I can read, that I can pray, because I'm tired of this and I want to come out. It was at that moment that things began to change for me because I prayed scripture and I used the scripture and the word of God that talks and speaks about his healing coming into my life. I didn't focus on the virus, I focused on the healing as hard as it was for me. Look what it says. It says that he died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now justified, having been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if we, when, for if, if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. That is not casual Christianity. You see, the moment that you are reconciled to God, the moment that you feel this incredible joy of forgiveness, it, it's this joy that meets this incredible guilt and shame when we recognize the fact that we have sin in our lives, that we are sinners, and that we do need salvation from sin. And he says, look to the one that's on the pole. Look to the one that's on the cross. In that moment, there is an incredible joy that meets 
meets that incredible guilt. And in that moment, when we confess that we are sinners, when we confess that Jesus is our Lord, when we ask for forgiveness, in that moment, we are reconciled once again with our Heavenly Father. And it's the greatest feeling in the world. It's something that cannot be given to you by anyone here on the face of this planet, and it's not something that anyone can take away. In Romans chapter 6, I want to keep going with this. I want you to skip over to Romans chapter 6 because this is, these are powerful words from Paul the Apostle that were inspired by the Holy Spirit. What shall we say then? Now listen, here's the whole thing about casual Christianity. What shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin that that grace may abound? That's casual Christianity. Casual Christianity says that I am now reconciled to Christ. I can continue in the sin. No, that's trampling on the grace of God that he's given us. He says this, certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live in it any longer. How should we who died to sin, who looked at the man on the pole, who died for our sins, shed his blood for our sins, continue to sin? At some point we need to realize that it's not radical Christianity that says that the moment I give my life to Christ, I recognize my own sin and I begin to live for God instead of giving in to my, my immediate desires. I begin to live for him. Why? Because he was lifted up up on the pole for me, and I have forgiveness of those sins. I've been snake bit by sin, and he has forgiven me of that. Why would I go back to the snake to get bitten again? Verse 3, or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death, therefore we were baptized buried with him through baptism into death. This is water baptism he's talking about. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we we also should walk in the newness of life. And in the newness of life means that my Christianity isn't casual, but my Christianity is something that I think about, talk about, live out. And no matter what I see and no matter what happens and no matter what frustrates me, my goal is to lift up the one who's on the pole, is to lift up the name of Jesus Christ. Let me ask you this question. When you say that you're not a casual Christian, would more of your friends know you as a Trump supporter than a Jesus follower? I was going to say it's, it's quiet in here, but it's quiet in here anyway. <laughs> See, I know that I have to step on a few toes here. Because if you are a Christ follower, your life looks different. When the world around you is falling apart, you are standing on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. Your world doesn't fall apart. When other people are worried and anxious and frustrated, your peace comes from the Holy Spirit that has been placed in you because you are a follower of Jesus Christ, not a casual Christian, but a true follower of the one and only true begotten Son of God who came to be 
be lifted up on a pole, his words, not mine, that whosoever would look at that pole would find healing for their hearts, for their lives, and for their bodies. And so today, I just want to ask the question, through all of this, so many funny memes, if 2020 were a, you know, a cake, and it, and the picture is of a cake that is the worst cake that you've ever seen, or maybe if 2020 was, you know, you, you name it. it, it's torturous, and it's been horrible, but this is what we know, that, you know what, the worse it gets for the world around us, for those who aren't casual Christians, but dedicated followers of Jesus Christ, and nothing changes for us. Our surroundings may change. Our way of life that we know may change. But the hope never changes because we have the ability when we are snake bitten to look at the man that was placed on a pole. Today you say that I'm confused. Today you say I'm struggling. Today you say, Pastor Brian, I'm not living right. What I want you to know is that Paul said that Jesus came to die for you. As a matter of fact, God demonstrated his own love to you that not, not when you get things right, not when you finally start behaving properly, not when you finally get rid of all of the bad things that you need to get rid of, then you can come to Jesus Christ. It says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died died for us. You see, we don't have to wait for for us to get our act together before we come to know Jesus Christ. We look to the one on the pole and we let him heal all of our snake bites. Today, his desire is to heal you. Do you need physical healing? Today, look at the man on the pole. Do you need a spiritual healing? Today, look at the man that was placed on the pole. Because just as Moses raised up a bronze serpent, so the Son of Man must be raised up, that whosoever would look upon him and believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. I'm excited about Wednesday night. Listen, for those of you that have gone through this, it's like we, we together can stand and say, wow, we've been through it, and now we know and we have this thing in common and the fact of the matter is this, I want us to come together to worship God, those of us who've been through this, to thank God that we're through it. So for those of you that haven't been touched by it, you come and you worship God and believe that God is going to protect you, that we, no matter where you are in between on that spectrum, I want to encourage you to come Wednesday night so that we can glorify God, we can worship God, we can pray to God, believing for what I talked about last week, that we would experience the glory and the presence of God through our submission to him and through all of this, listen, I realize that <clears throat> you're not here. I've got crosses on the walls. We know that uh, you have to see it in your mind, Jesus on the cross dying for your healing by his stripes. We've been healed, dying for your forgiveness. He takes the heart of stone and makes it a heart of flesh and he did that through his death on the cross given us the hope of eternal life today. I don't know where you are, and I know that I'm incredibly passionate about this because I've experienced it, I've lived it. No matter what issue you are having today, may you look to the man that's been placed on a pole. 
And he didn't do it for any other reason than to save you in your sin, to touch you in your sickness, to minister to you in your despair. Today, I want you to know that your heavenly father lifted up his son on that pole so that you could have life. It's the power of the cross. And Jesus spoke of it. You say, Pastor Brian, I'm not living right. I know that I'm not living right. I am not where God wants me to be. And I am living the life of casual Christianity. Just so you know, I don't believe that there is such a life. I believe that you are living a life of casual Christianity. I wouldn't necessarily call that individual a Christian at all. And it's time for you to completely surrender your life to the one that's on the pole. So I want you to pray this prayer with me. And then I'm going to pray for the sick. But first, let's pray for those who are spiritually sick, those who have, are still sick with the venom of sin coursing through their veins spiritually today. If you would just look to Jesus Christ in that moment, in the moment of your confession, in the moment of believing in your heart, that, that venom is removed and you're given the hope of eternal life. So, Father God, I'm coming right now. I want you to repeat this with me. If you need Jesus Christ today, if you need Jesus to, to heal you, if you need Jesus Christ to give you the hope of eternal life, this is your prayer. Pray this with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I look to you today, lifted up on that pole, and I recognize my sin. I recognize my failures. And I'm asking for forgiveness. And I am confessing you as my Lord. And as my Savior, come into my heart. Be my Lord. I look to you today, lifted up on that pole, knowing that you did that for me. Forgive me and heal me of my sin and guilt and shame. Today I confess you as my Lord and believe in my heart that you can remove the guilt and the shame in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Today, if you did that, I need you to message me, private message me, reach out to me. I need you to call the church. I don't care if you live in California or if you live in another country, you're watching today and you need someone to pray with you. I want you to reach out. If you're right here in our own community, listen, reach out and say, I need to grow in my relationship with Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to pray for those of you that need to look at the, at the Son of God, the Son of Man that is going to be lifted up on that pole for your healing. If you need healing today, then today is your day to be healed. Look to the, to the Son of Man who was lifted. Just as Moses lifted the bronze serpent, it says, so the Son of man will be lifted on the pole for what for healing for those who have been snake bit maybe there's venom of, of COVID-19 running through your veins maybe there's the venom of the flu virus coursing through your veins maybe there's the venom of cancer in your body today look to the one who was raised up on the pole for your healing so today Lord God I know that there are many people that are, that, are, that are watching this, that are looking at this today, that need a healing that will only come from you. I'm asking, Lord God, that you would help them to look at the Son of Man that was lifted up on the pole. 
It says, Lord, and you said it, and there's a reason that you said it. You said it so that, Lord God, we can experience healing today. I'm praying, Lord God, that those who trust in you and who are looking up at the Son of Man who was lifted up on the cross, Lord, may their healing come as they trust in you. Lord, there are some today. There's one in the hospital. And Lord God, she can't have that kind of faith. May her family around her have the faith to look to the one who was lifted up on the pole to believe for her healing. We do the same in Jesus' name. Heal from the snake bite of COVID-19. People that need to be healed from, from, from cancer. People that need to be healed from the pain and from back pain and joint pain. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we look to you lifted up on the pole for our healing. Healing, Lord God, that can only come from you for by your stripes, we were healed. So viruses are subject to the name of Jesus, the one who was lifted on the pole. Pain is subject to the name of Jesus, the one who was lifted on the pole. Lord God, discomfort and aggravation and frustration. Lord, all of those things must become subject to the one who was lifted on the pole. Touch us, be with us, heal us, and strengthen us. Lord, may no one under the sound of my voice ever check off a box if they're ever polled by jar george barna to consider themselves a casual christian because you didn't casually die on the cross for us it was public it was painful because the world needed to know that you didn't just forgive us of our sin by going to the cross you became sin that we may know sin no so, Lord, we at Lakeshore Church love you. We praise you. And we're praying, Lord God, for those that are dealing with relational issues and pain and sickness and illness. We look to you on the pole for all of our answers in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, here's the thing. I know that Pastor Vic had mentioned that we're opening up and we are on Wednesday. We want you to come. We want you to protect yourself. We want you to be smart. We don't want another outbreak here at Lakeshore. As a matter of fact, we're completely praying against it. We don't know what God's plan is, but we do know this, that God always has a plan. And we're coming together. And next Sunday, we're going to come together and we're going to open these doors. We want you to protect yourself, protect your family. For those of you that have had it, we can all rejoice together. Prayerfully, it's a one-and-done deal. But in the end, no matter what we face, no matter what we see here at Lakeshore Church, we will always look to the one that was lifted up on the pole for all the answers to every problem and to life. And my prayer is that you would do the same. God bless you. Thank you. I know I'm shouting and yelling, and who is this guy shouting at me on Facebook? It's a guy that's passionate and anything but a casual Christian. He's changed my life. He's given me hope and peace. He's blessed me with, with family and, and my wife. I'm just telling you, when you lift up the name of Jesus, when you see him lifted up on that pole, it will change your life forever. God bless you. 
Once again, I want to say thank you. <clears throat> Continue to pray for those who are in the midst of this and need to look at Jesus on that pole. Pray for them. Pray for healing. And pray for God to continue to protect those who haven't been touched by this, that they won't be. We love you and thank you for joining us. God bless you. Just before you go, hit that heart button, hit that like button, and we hope to see you Wednesday night.